Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me today, once again, author and a former broadcaster for your Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers, Greg Lucas. Greg, thanks for coming back. It's uh, great to be back. I think we're together uh, not quite a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's always great to have you on. Uh, before we talk about this free agent frenzy, this is kind of what I, I named it on my on my notes. Let's talk about the all MLB team. The Astros had six. We got four first teamers and two second teamers. Alvarez, Altuve, no surprise. Verlander and Framber, amazing seasons. And then Tucker and Presley both made second team uh, all MLB. And the thing with Tucker is it's a, it's a pretty good story because what I was thinking about today is there was a time when we when they first called him up and people were like I don't I don't know if this guy is is going to be as good as you think he is and now he's one of the top 6 outfielders in baseball. Yeah, and that's uh, all around outfielders too. I think we must remember uh, he's not a he wasn't a big batting average guy last year. He had some very uh, prolonged dry spells. Uh, but he will be aided by the new rule where nobody can play short right field uh, defensively and uh, he'll, he'll get more hits batting average will go up and I don't think it'll affect uh, his power output at all because uh, you know, those were just outs in the past. He was still hitting home runs and driving in runs, but it's also his defense. His defense is, is uh, among the best in right field in baseball. So uh, you put it all together and you have a pretty solid player. Oh Yeah. All right, so let's get into this free agent frenzy. First of all, let's talk about JV. He signed a three-year deal, but it's two. The first two years are $86 million, and then he has a $35 million vesting option, which I believe he has to pitch 140 innings, and then I guess he'll get $35 million in 2025. What do you think about this deal for uh, JV? Well, that's similar to what he had with the Astros for these two years. The difference was that it was a player option. And he, because he won the Cy Young and, and all the great season that he had, uh, he elected to let that, let that ride, which makes sense. Uh, the Astros will miss him. There's no question about it. I think the point that Dusty Baker made, I think would have probably slipped past a lot of people had not Dusty made it. And the point he made was, he was so helpful to uh, keeping the bullpen in shape because when JV pitched, uh, normally he was going to get you seven. And that meant the day before uh, you didn't need to use the bullpen. You, you could have used the bullpen if you needed to, but you aren't likely going to need it his day. And that gives them all a day, day of rest because uh, both before and after, uh, they're not going to be taxed as much. So consequently, they're going to miss that. Framber was the only other starter that actually was uh, in that same mode. And uh, all the rest of them uh, started to struggle when they got around five innings and a hundred some pitches. And that has to be better because otherwise as good as that bullpen is uh, it'll get worn down. And so uh, you can't have that happen because that bullpen's too good. The other thing about uh, JV is that even if he goes in and has like this horrible first inning, and gives up three runs and then gives up another couple runs. He still gives you six innings, whether he, you know, is lights out or he does bad. He stays in there and fights, saves the bullpen. So that's a very good comment by uh, Dusty Baker. In my opinion, the Mets 
lost Jacob DeGrom to the Rangers, and they're pretty much just filling that spot. So they're, I mean, they're not going to get much better with pitching, but they're just kind of swapping them out. You think that's true? Uh, I ordinarily, I'd say, I would say, yes, it was based just on stuff, but DeGrom has had so many injuries. He has not been able to give them a full season for a while. And when he's, you know, and of course he's getting a little older, like all pitchers, I would say that, um, the Mets probably as much as they love DeGrom might've gotten the better deal out of that. Now, if DeGrom can stay healthy, I mean, he's a great pitcher, uh, but, uh, I, I think, uh, I think uh, obviously Verlander missed almost two seasons, but that was not a, that was not a, a chronic problem. It just that it happened and it had to be fixed. DeGrom has had some chronic problems that have cropped up here and there. And so we'll just have to wait and see who so-called wins that deal. Yeah. Looking like an upgrade for the Mets right now. JV's now tied with Max Scherzer for the most money annually. So and he, got, he got the Cy Young and he got his money. <laughs> and their teammates again, like they were in, uh, in Detroit. Well, both of them are older. And when you're older, you, you keep your fingers crossed because, uh, some guys survive till to old age because they make modifications in how they pitch. Nolan Ryan was a good example. Nolan still threw hard because I was doing Ranger games when he finished his career and he was still throwing hard, but he was not, he was rarely better than 95. And the, the reason that he survived so well is he developed, he always had a good curveball, but he developed a killer changeup. And his changeup almost worked like a, uh, a screwball because he threw it uh, so hard. It was a, what they call a circle change. And, and the three fingers were the ones that came off the ball, the, the uh, uh, third, fourth, and fifth fingers. And it was thrown as hard as he threw it. If you, you watched video of some of those games he pitched in his last couple of years, it was like a change. It was a changeup, but it was also like a screwball. It had a lot of movement, so he didn't have to throw his fastball as much as he had in his younger years when he had control trouble. And he had much better control as he got older. So he made some adjustments. Uh, Werner, I think, has already made most of them because he doesn't throw. It is rare when he gets up to ninety-seven. He can throw ninety-seven, and on a pitch or two, he can go like if it's his last inning, he can go a little higher than that. But he didn't have to, and he doesn't. And uh, he's got the other pitches that have complimented him. And as long as he's got command, he'll still be good. All right. The top free agent of the year was Aaron Judge. And he got paid nine years, $360 million. He's going to stay with the Yankees. The Padres, who seemed like they have an endless bank account, they offered him 10 years, $400 million, And he turned it down to stay with the Yankees. I think the Giants had a real uh, high uh number two and they were they were hoping that perhaps coming home because he's from sacramento and he was a giant fan as a kid would would help but you 10 years 360 that's pretty good and uh the set or nine years and 360 the, the sad thing is is we know he won't be that good for all nine years and there'll be yankee fans complaining and and he'll get booed in in you know four or five years and on top of that he may not be that good ever again anyway I mean, he's always going to be a power hitter and he's always going to hit 40 plus home runs, but whether or not he can hit 62 again is uh, obviously questionable because it's only been done once in the American league. Yeah. I'd, I'd like the Astros to be able to get some of these guys like that, but definitely not a nine-year contract. I don't think that's a good, good thing to do. And I kind of, I kind of like how the Astros do things, but they're really good at, um, 
what do you mean? Like raising their players. I just lost the word, you know, well, like developing them. So they, they don't yeah, really have to do that. They got a couple guys that, uh, you know, have gotten significant experience. Uh, you know, we're talking about them needing another outfielder or so. They got a couple guys that perhaps with a little more experience that they gained this year. And I'm thinking McCormick and uh, maybe one or two others. Who knows? In spring training, they, the, the, the light bulb may, be, may have switched on. For instance, let's, let's be honest about Pena. Nobody expected him to be this good. They thought he could play at above average shortstop and hit a little, but not 22 homers, 25 if you count his postseason homers. Nobody expected that. So uh, there may be somebody down there that can uh, come out of nowhere if they're given a shot. So the Padres signed Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $280 million. These contracts are, it's amazing how long they are now. That's kind of the trend, right? It is. And it's, uh, as I say, when Pujols was signed by the Angels, they didn't get Albert Pujols very long. They got a guy who could still play, but he wasn't nearly the player he'd been in St. Louis. And, and, you know, he was one best example, and yet they're still doing it. Uh, they all think it's – now, back in the days of steroids, you know what? They could have done it because then you were seeing guys 35 and up not falling off at all. But now you're seeing most guys uh, getting back down to their, uh, you know, lower levels when they reach about 35 years old with few exceptions. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that pays off. The thing with the Padres against me is that they have Tatis, who's still not able to play because he had the suspension, but he was injured before that. A great talent, and he was their shortstop. Now, he was not the greatest defensive shortstop, so it may have been that they already were thinking of, when he comes back, putting him into a new position, the outfield perhaps, or uh, another infield spot, maybe on second base, a little easier to play. But they have him. And now they have Bogarts and Bogarts with that kind of a contract is going to be their shortstop for a long time. Speaking of shortstops, Trey Turner signs with the Phillies, another 11 year contract, but this one's $300 million. So what does this mean for Carlos Correa? I think it opens the door for uh, probably the Bogarts deals, the big one. I think that because he leaves Boston, I, I think it opens the door for the Red Sox to make a strong push to get Carlos. I, I, there's a couple of reasons. The Dodgers apparently are afraid to get him. They need a shortstop, but they're afraid to go after him because uh, the fans still think the Astros cheated them out of the world series, which was poppycock, <laughs> but they still think that they use that as an excuse. So they don't want Correa. So I don't think the management is going to take a chance. The Red Sox don't have that problem because their own manager was one of the instigators of the whole thing in Houston. And of course he was uh, he was suspended for a while, but uh, they uh, they might be much more willing to uh, to take on Carlos and also give him the contract he wants. And while they finished in a p bad position this year, Twins were a much better team than the Red Sox were. We know what the history of the Red Sox is. They won't be down for long. So maybe the Dodgers will go after that Dan Dansby Swanson, the one from the Braves. Maybe they're going to have the only guy left. Yeah. They, they, unless they have somebody hiding in their farm system that I don't know, like the Astros had Pena, uh, they're going to have to go after somebody. I think it's ridiculous that the Dodgers won't go after him because of the fans, because all it's going to take is for him to have a couple of good games and flash the leather. They'll forget all about it. In my opinion. Well, other, other teams have with other <laughs> players, uh, but uh, 
Carlos was the spokesperson uh, for it. And uh, he, uh, he was the one who made the, you know, admitted they had that system in place uh, for home games. Uh, he also pointed out, which everyone forgets that, uh, and this would have applied to the World Series, it really even couldn't be worked, uh, couldn't be used very well, even in the postseason, because the crowds were too much loud, too loud. They couldn't hear it uh, easily. They couldn't hear the, the guy pounding on the drum. So they didn't even, uh, they didn't really gain advantage uh, as they did in the World Series. It might have helped them win a number of games during the regular season, at home anyway. But as the records show, they actually were a better road hitting team in 2017 than they were at home. So how much did it help? Not much. So what I'm reading is Carlos Correa to San Francisco. They, they tried to get Aaron Judge. They have money to spend. They, they said they're going to go after him. Well, that would, that would work too. I, to be honest, as an Astro fan and follower, I'm, I'm happy with all these guys that go to the other league. Uh, yeah, frankly, me too. <laughs> it, uh, it just makes it a little bit easier during the uh, regular season because you're only going to have to meet one of them in the postseason. You're not going to meet all of them. So, uh, yeah, they knock each other off. Um, you know, actually, it can be a factor a little bit this year because now everybody is playing everybody else at least one series. So uh, you're going to see everybody at one time or another, but uh, not very often. Yeah, I'd rather see JV go to the Mets than the Yankees, and I'd rather see Correa go to the Giants than the Dodgers. So it's working out for me. I don't, I don't want the guys that I like to go to teams that I, I don't care for. But well, speaking- and, and in both cases, Correa and Verlander will always be remembered fondly here. Their their departure was just simply what rules sports these days. Whether it's uh, kids opting out in college to go to another school, it's all money, and so. You just got to give them a, that's the way the game is now. Cody Bellinger went to the Cubs. This is somebody that was rumored that the Astros might want, but the fans kind of like the Dodgers, the fans didn't want him. No. And he didn't really get a great deal. I want a one year deal or something, but he's yeah. got a chance to prove himself because he's been, since he was MVP, he's been, not so VPing and he's been pretty bad. So he's been on the U UPPP, the unimpressive uh, player. Uh, so valuable player. So I, I would say that uh, he's got a chance to uh, reestablish himself somewhere else. And the Cubs also signed Tayon, that pitcher, uh, former pirate, former Yankee, four years, 68 million. Uh, Contreras went to St. Louis five years, the catcher there. Yeah, and that one fit because uh, their catcher uh, retired, of course, and uh, that means that's his job. Uh, if he had he come here, uh, he would have caught, I think he would have probably caught at least 50% of the time, and he might have DH'd a little bit, but um, he wouldn't have been the number one Uno guy that was going to be there every night. And so uh, that was a good move for him. Oh, yeah, I don't I mean, like uh, Christian Vasquez and Contreras, I don't understand why anyone would think they would come to Houston because they're starters. They don't want to they don't want to sit on the bench and play less than half the game. So uh, the Guardians, they got Josh Bell, the first baseman that was rumored to come to Houston last year. Two years, 33 million. That seems like a deal. Uh, Yes, he he you know, he was a good player offensively was prone to big slumps, which he had basically in the, in the postseason. He's, he's prone to big slumps. 
not very good with the glove. That to me, um, that's going to be the biggest thing I'm going to be watching for in the early part of the season. Uh, how much they miss Yuli, the infielders getting away with bouncing throws and short hop throws because he caught them all. And uh, there aren't very many first basemen that are that good at the, at the short hop throws as he is. And so uh, hopefully it won't mean there's going to be a lot more errors, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Clayton Kershaw back to the Dodgers, one-year contract, having 20, to 20 million. That's a lot of money, but he's had one-year contract. He's having to prove himself as well because he's getting up there and he has been uh, rather inconsistent. A lot of people thought he might go to the Rangers since he comes from North Texas, but uh, I don't know whether they made a bid for him or not, but uh, he's not. Ledmus Diaz, our utility guy, went, goes to Oakland two years, 14.5 million. Does that open the door for Yuli, or are we going to stick with Hensley and uh, what's the other guy's name? Hensley well, and Dubon. Well, yeah, he's sort of a everything. He's sort of a, I'll tell you what, Dubon probably, it depends on if they, if they get another center fielder, another guy can play center field, because that, that's where his greatest value was. Although if you have Hensley and Dubon, you, you have a shortstop. Hensley probably can play at it, but that's not his stronger position. Uh, I would like to see them take Hensley to spring training and have him get extensive work at first base. And again, depending on how things are going in the rest of the acquisitions, because if he, if he could play first base to give um, uh, Abreu a, a, a break and let him DH occasionally, that would be wonderful. But right now they don't really have any backup first baseman unless they do bring Yuli back. I would not be against that because Yuli, Yuli can play any position on the infield and he has, and, and he, when he was in Cuba, he played all that's where he played. He didn't play first base till he came here, but um, yes, he's older, but we're not talking about him having to start every game at shortstop or start every game at second base or third base, just an occasional uh, play use, use of him there for strategic reasons or rest rest reasons. Yeah, he wants to be here and they want him to be here. But the question is, does he want to be a utility guy or does he want to start every day? Well, he's got an agent. He's got an agent that's probably looking, you know, knocking on all the doors because uh, he also wants to get a little money. Uh, so uh, his money here would probably be lesser than he might be able to get somewhere else if somewhere else wants him. Oh, yeah. He'll definitely make more money somewhere else if somebody needs him to start. Uh, someone also linked to the Astros, like they said, uh, it's a rumor that they could make a trade for him is Sean Murphy, who's the catcher with Oakland, but he would be our backup and that would be a pretty decent backup. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure if he's a little above being a backup, but, uh, he, uh, and again, what, what would you give up? And, and I, I don't know what the Astros have. They may have some guys in the system that are highly more highly regarded than their numbers. That's not totally un unusual. Uh, some guys that maybe didn't perform very well in the uh, statistical category, but uh, maybe a little more highly regarded than, than their numbers. And of course, the A's would also be wanting, uh, they'd have to be getting one of the, uh, probably have to be getting one of the catchers back, one of the minor league catchers, and also probably a pitcher. And I don't know if you want to trade in your own division uh, and give them pitching. I don't know. Yeah, I think that guy won a gold glove. So I don't know, but Oakland, we'll see what happens there. They kind of sold the farm last year and 
they, they were competing with us and they sold everybody and they're not very good. Well, the thing is with Oakland um, and with the catcher is that you almost are going to have to say, okay, you're going to be our number one catcher or you're both equal or you're not the number two guy. That's pretty much what they have to say. And, uh, and that would have to be gone through to Maldi, but Maldi of course has a contract, but it's only got one more year left. And that would be pretty much telling him this is it. So I don't know what they're going to do. It's uh, uh, the makeup of the, of the club has been one of the reasons they have been so successful. The, the camaraderie of the players, the will to win, the will to do things right. Uh, the will to not be flustered by the other side, no big egos. I mean, that you could have had, Verlander could have had a great ego while he was here, especially uh, uh, with the, with what he had done in the past before he had the injury. Uh, and Altuve could have a great ego, doesn't. Bregman could have a huge ego, doesn't. And uh, that's, that's one of the reasons this team's been a winner. Also, Ben Attendee, the Astros are still looking at him. I believe in the winter meetings, Crane said they they were looking at catcher, outfielder, and maybe another pitcher. Well, if they, uh, I think they would prefer to go free agent simply so, so they wouldn't have to trade anybody that might be valuable. Uh, but I don't know whether um, they'll be able to do that or not. Uh, he is one. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how that works out. And he's a lefty. I think the Yankees are also rumored to try to get him back. Probably. Uh, well, that's going to be even as for the Yankees that uh, that judge deal has pretty much clouded their ability to go after anybody really expensive. And I don't think Ben Attendee would be that expensive. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was they showed the stats about. Uh, judge and the other two guys, Garrett Cole and uh, Stanton, like one billion dollars worth of contracts between wow. those three guys. That's nuts. What about the Rangers, middle infield, and uh, and now their pitcher? I mean, they've they've spent big dollars. They just it's it's sort of like the Texans in football. They have so many holes. It's not just the quarterback, or it's not just in this case the pitching. Uh, they'll get better, but uh, when you've got a lot of holes, you just can't buy your way out of all those holes. You've got to you've got to develop players that can play. So sticking with outfielders for the Astros, what most experts are saying that they'll probably just end up signing Michael Brantley. I think if he proves to be healthy, he has to pass his physical, which it, it probably is a benefit for the Astros if they're interested in re-signing him because everyone else will pretty much be scared away. And from what I have read, uh, he probably won't get full clearance till February at the earliest uh, from injuries. And by then, a lot of the teams will have gone ahead and filled the gap. And then it's just a question of uh, uh, Jim Crane deciding how much uh, he wants to offer him. And in baseball, usually you, you do offer the guy a little bit more than he made the year before if he's going to come back. But we'll have to wait and see how that is. And again, well, that's length of contract. He could say two years and, and this much and you come back. Yeah. Former Astro Brooks Raley went to the Mets. The Mets acquired him via trade. They traded him for a uh, minor league guy. Well, Brooks got ripped a lot, but, you know, he, he had some games where he wasn't very good, but he also had some that he, he was really good when he was with the Astros. And he's, that makes him more typical than most pitchers. The Astros last year didn't have too many guys who had really bad ones. Uh, they had some guys that maybe were not quite as good on a particular night, but they didn't have uh, 
they'd have too many guys that you didn't have confidence in. And that's, that's what they've got to continue to have. I talked about the Astros wanting a pitcher and that's, that's what he said they needed a left-handed pitcher. They want another left-hander to come out of the bullpen to, to compete with uh, Mashinsky and uh, Taylor. Well, I, I'm, I'm not as big on left-handed pitchers as I was back before the rule of having to face three hitters uh, because there are not a lot of left-handed pitchers that are as equally effective against right-handers and left-handers. There are a lot of right-handers that are. And that's, of course, the point the Astros made this year when they didn't use a left-hander in the postseason. They had one on the roster for the series, but he never pitched. And, and uh, they, they didn't use one because of that, mostly because of that three-batter deal. And secondly, because he had right-handers that the numbers all showed they were just as effective right-hander hitter, left-handed hitter. And uh, that was an old Sparky Anderson thing. I remember it was the Reds. When they won their uh, World Series, they did have a guy named Will McEnany who was a left-hander. Uh, that would come out of the bullpen, but uh, uh, their main guys, their, their, their big three, uh, uh, two of their big three were right-handers. And of course, in those days, they also didn't have the rule where they had to pitch to three batters when they came in. So um, it's a different game. And Sparky always said, if, if, if you're a right-hander and I don't have a left-hander, but if you're a better pitcher and you're a right-hander, you're on the roster. And that's kind of the philosophy the Astros management used last year. One thing that I skipped on my notes was San Francisco got Mitch Hanniger, three years, $43 million, and Jock Peterson, one, nine, one year for $19 million. They add Correa to that, they may, might have a good team. Well, I'll tell you, the, uh, the Dodgers will be tested. They really will be. I mean, they won, uh, what, they win 111 games or whatever it was last year and didn't get uh, through the play to the, or through the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they will be tested next year because the Padres – are stronger and the giants are stronger and that'll be one heck of a division. So final thoughts, where do you think Correa is going to go? You spoke about something the other day about all these guys we lost. And I wanted you to touch on that too, about uh, it turns well, out, it turns out that George Springer was actually the hardest guy to replace. Because they never have. Yeah. Uh, they, they did replace Correa with the uh, Pena. They, replaced Cole with basically all these young guys coming into their own. Uh, it wasn't one guy that replaced him, but they, they, you know, Cole was, was replaced with all these young guys coming into their own. And uh, the Astros really didn't have to go outside very much. Now they did go out for Grinky and Grinky did fine for the Astros. In fact, I'm still, that's my biggest complaint with the previous manager was when he took him out late in the game in the series against Washington. I thought that was a mistake at the time. I will say at the time, I thought it was a mistake and it proved to be that it didn't work out because that was when Washington went ahead and won the game late. But uh, Granky was, Granky was a good serviceable pitcher and he's still around, but basically there it's the young guys that have developed and, and come on strong. And we may have another one in Brown. That's uh just needs to refine his command a little bit because he's got all the stuff and uh, that will just carry us through the loss of Verlander. I think they still looking for a center fielder. You're right. Uh, they found a first baseman, at least for the next couple of years, because he's under contract. Uh, but it's about time for them to start uh, developing a few more people down, down in the farm system. The farm clubs have not been deep enough so that they've carried winning records in the last few years, double A AA and triple A have not. And they've had some, they've developed a few individual players, uh, 
but they haven't been deep enough to uh, carry winning records, and they they have to have both. So, what do you think uh, overall? The Astros' moves are going any moves that they're going to do the rest of the uh, off season. Oh, I think they'll find an outfielder, and I think they will find uh, a veteran catcher of some sort to fill out the staff. I think uh, Dusty and he really wants another veteran back there. If they're only going to carry two catchers, uh, he, he doesn't really have room for a rookie that hadn't played very much. And that rookie might be better off uh, down at Sugarland or, or Corpus uh, to get some time at the plate. Uh, but I think that's uh, this team will go in as the favorite to win in the West. Again, uh, there will be probably more competition than there has been the last couple of years, but they'll win it again. And then when you get to the postseason, if their pitching is three quarters as good as it is now, they'll be favored again because uh, it's really tough to uh, stop good pitching, as the Yankees found out in their sweep uh, defeat. Even with all that, those power guys and Judge and everybody else, they didn't, they couldn't win a game. So uh, it's uh, they'll still go in next year as a team to beat, and uh, maybe no one will. Yeah, to me, the Yankees got, you know, they spent all that money on Judge to keep him, but they didn't really, I mean, they kept Rizzo also, but I don't think they made their team better than they were last year. So, yeah, it looks like this almost the same team. They lost Talion, they lost a couple of their pitchers. Now, if they get some of their other guys back that were hurt, uh, that will be better. Uh, and, uh, but they won a lot of games anyway and, and, uh, and still didn't get it done. And I, I don't see them being the favorite to win the American League. Uh, but once you get to the postseason, teams get hot. Look at the Braves two years ago. Look at the uh, Nationals back in 19. Teams get hot and surprise you. Well, the Phillies, too. They're in the World Series. So you never know how it's going to end. But as far as just raw talent, I think I'd stick with the Astros. Yeah, the Phillies are going to be pretty good. I mean, they were good last year. And uh, they signed Trey Turner. And uh, what someone was mentioning the other day on social media was why do people look at the Phillies as this lovable underdog when they, they have all these huge contracts on their team? Well, they aren't an underdog now because of what they did. They got to the world series. And when you get to the world series, the next season starts, they'll probably be the uh, preseason pick to win in the, uh, well, if it's not the Mets, of course they may, the, the, some of the writers all go crazy over Verlander being with the Mets, but, and, and they'll point out that, uh, you know, he's a Cy Young winner and he still doesn't look like he's lost anything. But uh, but I think the Phillies will still be the, the team a lot of people pick in that division. But that's another division with the Braves and the Phillies and the Mets. That's a killer, too. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all I have. I appreciate you coming on again. I appreciate you asking me. And let's uh, get to spring training as fast as possible. I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball.